Welcome to another edition of Close to the Vest. My name is Arthur Ettinger, and today's topic for today's podcast is sell or not to sell. What do you do with that unwanted jewelry after your divorce? And I am so fortunate to have in the studio today, Jennifer Vashinsky from <laughs> Rejuvenated Designs. Jennifer, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited about this topic. Perfect. So there is so much we can talk about. And I just would love to just, before we jump into um, all the issues surrounding jewelry, mm -hmm. why don't you just give the, uh, the listeners a little bit of background uh, of you and how you got into, you are an appraiser and you also repurpose jewelry. Right. Um, well, I went to uh, GIA, uh, Gemological Institute of America, and I became a graduate gemologist. Uh, I also studied jewelry design there and appraisal, um, and I also taught at the GIA. As, and after that, I worked in many aspects in the jewelry industry, and along the way, um, my grandfather was actually a big collector of jewelry and he would have all of these different stones and he'd say, Jennifer, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? So I'd started creating jewelry with his stones because he would give presents to like the bank people and this people and that people. So it was kind of a way for us to bond. And I love that. Yeah. And then when um, my grandmother passed, my grandfather gave me all of her jewelry and, um, and some of it was, you know, very old style. So I started repurposing that jewelry to become uh, wearable uh, for me. And I also shared it with my mother. This way we can have memories and stories of my grandmother that we can wear. And, um, you know, and it, but in our style. Sure. And represent who we are. And then when anyone gives me a compliment on the jewelry, I can then tell the story about my grandmother again and relive that whole memory mm. and the love that we had for her. I love That's really, really so touching. That's great. And so, you know, as, matrimoni as matrimonial lawyers, we spend a lot of time fighting over the assets. And people will often focus uh, and... It's typically more important to focus on, let's say, the bigger assets, the bank accounts, brokerage accounts, um, retirement assets. Um, and often we gloss over the jewelry, no pun intended. <laughs> and, you know, lawyers tend to not want to fight over, like, the contents in the house. And But in some cases, well, you know, in, like, high net worth divorces, there's a sizable uh, jewelry collection and you have to get um, those pieces appraised and I'm sure that you have dealt with that in the yes. past as an appraiser. Mm -hmm. uh, we often are tasked to find someone like yourself to come in and place values on the pieces before they're divided. But I think and I really would love to focus on what you talked about with like with your grandma and how you now make a living, you know, <clears throat> helping individuals repurpose their jewelry um and so can you can you tell me a little bit of background before we talk about the benefits of that mm -hmm. uh on the sell or not to sell can you tell me how you got into that uh i when i started my business i started networking 
this, you know, I heard that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so I went to a uh, women's networking group and there was only four people. It was me and the organizer and two other people. And I was like, okay, this is a small crowd here, but <laughs> it was very intimate. And um, so, you know, as you do, you go around saying what you do. And I said that I repurposed jewelry that um, you don't wear anymore. And one of the women there, uh, she was divorced. And she's like, oh, my God, I need you. And she's like, I have all of this jewelry just laying in my closet. And I haven't worn it for years after my divorce. And um, I would love to change it into something that I can wear now. And uh, I made an appointment with her to go to her apartment in Brooklyn. And um, so I assessed, I assessed what she had and ha gave her my ideas for it. And she had beautiful Tiffany jewelry, like Tiffany right. um, tennis bracelet, uh, Tiffany engagement ring, Tiffany wedding band, like everything was Tiffany. And, um, but she never wore it. I mean, it's as valuable as that is being Tiffany. Sure. Um, she would never wear it. And it sat in her closet for years. And so we created all of these different pieces from her old jewelry. And now she wears it. And she's so happy to rewrite the story of her jewelry that was just laying around in her closet that she'd never wear. And now she can wear it all the time. And she wasn't wearing it just so everybody's clear. She didn't want to wear it because of who it came from. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and so if you can just... I love this story because there's there's got to be so many people out there, and I, I I hear this so often. You know, I don't care about this piece. It's from it's from him. It's from her, and I, I don't want to remember. You know, I just want to wipe those memories. So um, you have to have so many stories where people are they go from being you know so uninterested and sad about those pieces to completely rejuvenated. Exactly. No pun intended. <laughs> or pun intended. Pun intended, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So once, once the stones are out of that mounting and you're creating a piece that represents you and your personality and how far you've come, and now you can choose the design and what the, the stones go into, you can also put your intention and put your... Um, put what you want into that new piece, that piece that's going to represent your new style, your new life, because uh, that's what jewelry does. It represents your personality, your style, and you change along the way. And, of course, after your divorce, you are becoming the new you. So this jewelry can represent the new you. And once it's out of that mounting and you clean and, clean and cleanse all of that negative energy from it, um, it becomes yours, and you, it be, it's in a piece that represents who you are and who you want to be, and you can. And it's a very cathartic feeling. Sure. That's that's what I get from all of the divorce clients that I've had. That the new piece is more than they expected, and they didn't expect to feel this catharsis of you know cleansing those old feelings. And having this excitement for our new jewelry, they can wear it in a new way and, you know, be beautiful. That's really, <laughs> that's great. You must, you know, I, people often ask me, oh, as a divorce lawyer, you must often, you know, 
kind of act like a, a therapist in, in a lot of aspects. And it's, uh, it is so true. And I'm, I have to believe when you're dealing with these individuals uh, that are transforming their jewelry, they're sharing their stories. And in a way, you're acting like their therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, exactly. and, it, and it's really, re- I have, as much as it's rewarding to them, where you're transforming the piece for them and they're involved in it, it has to be rewarding for you, you know, watching, you know, you're making them happy. Yes, that's, yeah, that's the most exciting part is that I can be part of this new story moving forward for them moving on from uh, whatever caused them sadness and into an excitement. And, uh, and they just love the new jewelry and they love the way they look in this new jewelry. And you can take those stones and create, you know, a piece of jewelry that you always wanted. And, or maybe when he bought the original piece, it was like, that's not really my style. Now you can create it into your style. So I think that's really, I love that aspect because there are a lot, you know, uh, listen, don't get me wrong. We all know there is, you know, a lot of people make it perfectly clear and known exactly what they're looking for when they're getting engaged or when Mm -hmm. they're getting a piece of jewelry, but there's still a very big, you know, romantic part of getting a piece of jewelry and the element of surprise. And sometimes no, no matter how hard that spouse may have tried (laughs) to get it right, they just don't quite get it right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And And so there's a nice part of this that you're able to turn something that let's say, you were pretty apathetic about, but you wore it because for your feelings for that other person. And now you're able to take control of the, the piece truly. Exactly. It's very empowering for you. That's really, I, that's, you know, and, and, and I'm, I have to believe that a lot of people don't realize that they can do something with the jewelry that they would just otherwise stick in a drawer. Can you tell me as, you know, someone in the biz, mm-hmm. um, What's the benefit? Because maybe a lot of people would just say, you know what, I'm going to, when this is done and I get my divorce judgment, I'm going to go down the street to the jeweler and I'm going to just sell all my shit. Excuse my French. Okay. (laughs) Can you tell me, you know, behind the curtain, what are the pluses and minuses uh, of, let's say, repurposing versus going and selling? Well, when you sell um, to a jewelry store, it... You know, these pieces had meaning to you, and they don't have meaning to the jewelry store. So basically, um, a diamond band will just have that scrap value for, for gold, especially if the diamonds are small. You don't get any money towards those diamonds if there's any sort of colored stones, especially like a large colored stone. The weight actually gets deducted from the gold weight when you, they wear it on a scale. So if this piece isn't something that um, is saleable in that particular store, so, you know, say you have a, 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 can I say, a piece from Zales or something, and you bring it to, like, London Jewelers to sure. sell, it's not their kind of piece of jewelry. So they're just going to sell it for scrap gold, not even... Um, consider the diamonds or consider any kind of colored stones so you can you're really kind of losing money because you can take those stones and do something with them and when you repurpose you get 
the scrap value of that gold towards your repurposed uh, project. And, um, you know, if you buy the same piece that we create after repurposing, if you buy it new in the store, that same design will cost like three to four times more because you're supplying the stones. So you're saving money in that aspect and you're also getting the value for the gold or the platinum towards your new piece. So you're saving money and you're saving a lot of money and getting exactly what you want. You're getting something custom designed especially for you. And uh, then it's one of a kind. Right. So when you go to a jewelry store, you're picking something that may be trendy or something, but everybody has it. So if you love unique, if you love customized, if you love personal, um, then, you know, repurposing really uh, allows you to do all of that. Plus you get, uh, you're part of the process. Sure. Like that empowerment I was talking about. You're part of that process. And, you know, you you're aware of everything every step of the way and you have the choices and you're using your stones so you can carry that with you and give that positive vibrations and positive intentions towards that new piece got it um it seems like it's a no-brainer yeah (laughs) um you know why you know you're gonna get it sounds like you know, pennies on the dollar versus uh, really reaping not only the benefits of controlling and designing on your own, but also getting more value for your buck. Exactly. And then um, with rejuvenated designs, you get a an appraisal, um, a professional appraisal of the new piece. This way you know the new value that you have. That sounds great. And, and could, so can you tell the audience how they could you know, if they want to reach out to you and have their uh, pieces repurposed, how can they find you? Sure. Um, they can go on my website, which is Rejuvenated Designs. So it's kind of like rejuvenated, but you put the jewel in yeah. the middle. So you're giving your jewelry a fresh new life because you now have a fresh new life, right? So we have to give our jewelry a fresh new life. So rejuvenateddesigns.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Rejuvenated Designs. Um, on also Instagram, same thing, Rejuvenated Designs. And I know you you lecture about this and you have, you know, you're constantly doing seminars. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, uh, especially, um, you know, now during COVID, um, I th- people are, are, are buying jewelry. They're not going on vacation right. as much. So they're putting their attention, so to speak, and their, their dollars in other places, including jewelry, right? Exactly. Yeah. So this is the time to do it. And, um, you know, gold is going up and down, so you can get more for your scrap gold towards the, towards the piece and, uh, you know, save money and get new jewelry. I love it. <laughs> And so I know we're talking about what happens in the, in, the, of, in the event of a divorce, but I'd love to pivot a little. And I, I know that um, you, when we were talking on the, on the phone, uh, you know, for this podcast, and uh, I was getting to know a little bit more about you, and you said you're, um, you know, you're in a, you're happily unmarried, mm-hmm. and so can you just speak to that? Because I think there's, you know, relationships come in all shapes and sizes, and families come in all shapes and sizes, and I would love to speak for, I'd love for you to speak to what, you know, 
the relate how the relationship works for you mm-hmm. um and because there's some people have you know a stigma on marriage some people have you know look at it like there's a stigma of not being married so uh what makes your relationship work um well what first uh when i've seen married couples and uh couples like getting divorced and everything like that um i always saw married people arguing all of the time and I don't know if you got from me, but I'm a very happy person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a big arguer. So I'm like, why do I want to be in a relationship or married just to argue and have fights with somebody? So, you know, it took me a long time to meet the love of my life. I was 36. And um, we had... That's not, that's not a long time. But well, okay. you know... it a lot of people get married in their 20s sure you know so well a long time for me i guess i get it so um we had the similar interests we had similar personality on what we thought was funny and you know what we can relate to and uh we're very active so we like to do rollerblading and I started cycling which I don't do anymore but uh, hiking so we do a lot of activities um uh I don't know if we're allowed to say <laughs> we're very intimate a lot that's so great I think that's really important in a relationship so we have the same appetite with that and uh speaking of appetite we love food also so we have a lot in common and we like to have fun we like to laugh um and we like to stay active together and um you know we just like being together and what would is there any like wisdom that you would impart on somebody you know um that makes like the one thing that you think is most important that that makes a relationship work um i guess laughter uh open communication definitely open communication because he was divorced twice and he wasn't used to opening up when something bothered him so uh i don't know if because i'm jewish or not but i would get in his face until (laughs) (laughs) till uh he would tell me what was wrong because for me there's always a solution to a problem and i'm like we love each other why should we be in why should you be upset about something i'm sure it can be fixed so i'm like a solutions you know seeker so, um, so he started opening up and now, and now like if something's bothering him, he'll tell me. And so it's more open communication, a lot of laughter, a lot of love. That's <laughs> and, great. Uh, you know, and, being active together. So it sounds like he appreciated you being persistent to find out what was really going on for him. Do you appreciate that? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Well, you know, like, you know, every relationship is different. And some people would look at that and say, oh, I need my space. And it's understanding what every what the other person needs and wants and also respecting uh, how they feel. So, oh, yeah. uh, well, he does have his uh, man cave room. <laughs> so. That's great. I, listen, that's also important. That's too. very important. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you sharing, you know, your 
you know, intimate details of your relationship. Um, And I really appreciate you coming on here um, because I think there is such a a need for, uh, for what you do and to help people transform transformation in a divorce uh, means a lot of different things. And for you to help transform uh, the jewelry, which will often symbolize something that can be negative and turn that into a positive is, is really very special. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so happy to have the clients that I've had and, um, just be part of this journey with them part of this excitement that they have for the new pieces and, um, you know, just to, to see their happy faces and sometimes tears of joy, you know, is warms my heart every time. Well, so I th- really thank you for coming on I and thank sharing. You, um, so I'm a big sneaker person. Okay. So I ask every guest at the end of my podcast what their favorite sneaker is. I wear uh, Pumas. Awesome. Old school. Old school. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the suede ones? No. Um, they're called Puma Mobiums. Nice. <laughs> they have this like X cord thing on the bottom that has more of a response because i do i run nice (laughs) so my sister is a designer too and she designs jewelry and when uh we were kids she bedazzled her she bedazzled her kids her kids so maybe (laughs) we can uh figure out a time and you can connect the two of you and she can show you some of her old bedazzled that would be awesome awesome (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Arthur. It was a pleasure. Awesome.